What is going on, everyone? This is Ahmed Chima coming to you live with another episode of the Forgettables podcast. If you are new here, this podcast is our podcasting journey documented. Today is just going to be me. It's a solo episode again. Uh, today we are talking about flow. Now, there are a lot of different definitions for this word flow. The definition I want to focus on today is the operations definition. So, uh, if you're listening to this, chances are you've already heard of the the flow, uh, the mental state of being in the zone. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about physical flow. Not necessarily physical, actually, but like flow of work. And not, not workflow, but like flow of work. And here's the difference. Like, let's say you have a, let's say you're building a car, your Ford Motor Company right? You have one group of people that makes the engines, then you have another group of people that makes the wheels. I don't know anything about making cars. I don't know why I'm using that example. But for example, that's what you have, right? Now, the there's a natural, not natural, but the way they designed the actual production system is that when one group finishes, they hand it off to the next group. Or actually, they don't have to hand it off. There's an assembly line, and it just keeps going to the next person, and then they you know, fit their screws in. Then it goes to the next person. They do their little job. Then it goes to the next person. And this way, the work stays flowing throughout the factory. right? And so this concept in operations is super, super important. If you are running a team, you have to make sure that the people on your team always have work in front of them, right? Especially if you're doing something that is physically, uh, like physical labor, right? Like let's say you're packaging boxes. You need to make sure that the packers have everything they need so that they can pack boxes. They need to have the work in front of them. They need to have the orders ready so that when it gets time for them to do their job, they're able to do it, right? And so if you look at it, through the lens of an assembly line or a manufacturing plant, like it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, you need to complete one task so that the next task can happen. Now, the reason I bring this up is not necessarily podcasting related, but I'll, I'll try to bring it back to podcasting in the end here. So at work, so l- let me back up a little bit. When you're managing a system where flow is king, what you have to work to do is eliminate bottlenecks. And what a bottleneck is, is parts in the system where flow is not happening, where the flow is getting caught up. So like, let's say you have the engine person is taking too long to actually build the engine. And so it's not, you know, it's not getting to the wheel person in time. And so the wheel person is standing there. He has nothing to do. And so you're paying the guy for just standing there doing nothing, right? And so flow is king in the actual assembly line or operations, production, whatever you want to call it, supply chain. Uh, And then when you're looking at flow, in order to maintain flow, you have to find the bottlenecks and eliminate them. Find what's causing the bottlenecks and fix that stuff, right? And so what's happening at work right now is I just joined a new team and they're is a big backlog of work, of requests for the team that I just joined that have to be taken care of. And so naturally, as the newcomer on the block, as the new new team member, 
uh, you know, you get all the work that people don't necessarily like to do. So I've been focused for the last two weeks on knocking these out. Now, the problem is that since I'm new, I don't have the full understanding of the big picture. And so I got to run this stuff by my boss and her boss a lot of times. So like I'll complete a draft and then I'll have to schedule time on my boss's calendar with her boss to kind of run through everything. Cause my boss is also new to the role. Like she's, she's been here for like a month, but uh, still a little bit new learning things. Right. So now the bottleneck is, you know, I'm completing the work. The work is ready to go. Then I have to wait before I can do more work until they kind of give the approval and say, Hey, this is good to go and paint the picture and paint the story. And then I can go send that out and work on other stuff. And now what's happening is a lot of times I will do all this work and then I'll go to these meetings and then turns out like I messed some things up and it's like, Oh shoot, I got to go back to the drawing board. And it's taking a lot of mental energy and a lot of rework to just complete these basic things. And so me being an operator, I'm really thinking about it as like, how can I eliminate these bottlenecks? Like what is causing these bottlenecks is that there's variation in the way we make decisions. And this is an important concept for people that are in operations, especially on the quality side of things, is that the more variation you have in your decision-making process, the more quality defects you will have. And the more quality defects you have, the more rework, the amount of time spending, doing things over again, uh, problems and all that stuff happens, right? And so in the context of podcasting, for example, let's try to bring this back. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but let me try. You have a certain workflow, right? Everyone that is recording a podcast has a certain workflow. And so... If you are trying to create a podcast that is supposed to be high quality and really nicely product, like produced and the content is really good, you're going to record it, then you're going to edit it, and then you're going to do all the graphics or all that stuff and then post it, right? So each step in here, what you can do is commodity or not commoditized, but each step is a commodity besides your thinking, as we talked about in a in a prior episode, right? So you actually have to be there to record and share your thoughts and share your experience. But then after that, the editing, the graphics, all that stuff, like you don't have to be actively involved in that stuff. Now, you have to create a system where as soon as you finish, you know, the work is ready for the next person. And then the next person after that, and then the next person after that. And the work has to keep flowing through that cycle. Now, what are the bottlenecks that can happen here? One of the bottlenecks could be that if you record 30 episodes all at once, and then you just give it to the editor, it's going to take the editor a long time just to get through those episodes. And so what you should do is record one episode, give it to the editor, and then let the uh, graphics guy take care of his stuff, and the marketing guy take care of his stuff. That way you have one one thing going at a time, right? You have one episode that you just process and then you work on the next one after that, right? Don't give them so much stuff at the same time because it, number one, it feels overwhelming, right? You're just like, we talked about this in the last episode yesterday. It's just like, oh man, like there's all the stuff I got to do. The best example of this that I can think of is like the 2020 Ford Explorer. When it came out, they messed up some something in the production where the quality was messed up for every single 
every single truck that they produced, I think, in that first round. And so what they had to do is transport all those trucks back to another uh, factory and rework every single one of those. So number one, that's costing you like, I don't even know how much money, millions, billions of dollars in uh, production costs. And then it's also costing you an opportunity cost of people could have bought this truck. You know what I mean? Now, like we could have sold double, triple, whatever it may be of those truck. And so if you look at the way Toyota does things, or if you, you know, we talked about the Toyota way in the past is like, they'll stop their production as soon as one defect pops up, fix the defect and then move on. Now, if they had that approach, then it doesn't cost you billions of dollars because you fixed it the first time the defect happened, right? Now, in the context of this uh, podcasting, it's like if you give them 30 episodes, just sift through all at the same time, it's going to be really hard and it's going to require a lot of effort and a lot of rework probably to actually get through that stuff. But if you give them one at a time to each member of the team, then of course, slowly they'll ramp up. You'll probably be able to handle two at some point, maybe three. But um, really, we need to be thinking like as podcasters, a lot of times as creatives, we're not really operators. We just like to do everything. And we really got to get into the mindset of being operators. What I mean by that is like understanding the pieces of the puzzle and putting those pieces together so that you can be free to actually focus on what needs to be focused on, right? If you're actually in the dirt every single day and you're not actually getting that higher level view, you're not going to be able to make strategic decisions, right? You need a good balance of both of being in the ground, uh, helping out and, and getting your hands dirty and also high level, looking at the podcast at a high level, seeing how it's producing and how it's getting better, how it's not and what you can focus on, right? So that's... Uh, I know I've been kind of all over the place. Main thing I want to leave you with today is really when it comes to podcasting or whatever creative work that you're doing, think like an operator as well as a creative, right? The creative piece of you is the actual, the thinking, the perspective you bring to your your uh, your work. You know what I mean? Like what you produce is is unique because of you, right? And so that's what you bring. But then also realize that if you are able to think like an operator, you can scale that creativity. You can scale that uh, creative genius within you and you can really produce probably, if you're really smart with it, you could probably produce 10x what you're doing if you were just on your own versus um, if you have a team that you're scaling with, right? And just be strategic, think about it. And really, you should always be asking yourself, what value am I providing in this process? And if you're not providing any unique value, then that means you don't need to be doing it, right? So if for editing, for example, is something that, you know, I usually would think like, man, like I need to be involved in the editing because like, you know, it really turns out better because I have like, you know, it's my product. I have that. It's my baby. But at the same time, like someone else can edit it probably just as good as I can, maybe even better, probably even better actually. And so me being involved in that aspect holds me back for a few hours that I could have been focused on recording another episode and sharing my perspective with the world, sharing my experience, sharing, uh, you know, asking questions to different guests and that kind of thing and learning, right? And so 
that's how we got to think. Think like an operator. Think like a creative. We need to have a balance of both. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.